San Diego First Church, so good to be with you again. Today, we are looking at Psalm 121 as a part of our Connecting Points podcast, as a part of our li- the Living Lectionary Companion Guide, a, uh, a substantial amount of time going through the lectionary, and we are in year A, the second volume of our devotional. And I am sitting with Pastor D. Kelly, as always. D, good to be with you. Thanks, Matt. Great to be here. So we are connecting Psalm 121 to your sermon this last Sunday. And uh, just so that we're all on the same page, would love to read Psalm 121 for us before we jump in. Psalm 121 reads this. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He will. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you Uh, will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, D, um, kind of jumping off from this, uh, these eight verses in the book of Psalm, uh, how might you kind of uh, start some connections, if there are any, um, to what you preached on Sunday? Thanks, Matt. Um, The text for Sunday morning was the Nicodemus uh, story of Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Um, also in Morning Tide, we dug deep into the Genesis passage, um, which is the calling of Abram. Um, and I tried to make some connections on Sunday morning between those two and even reference the Romans passage in speaking about what the kingdom of God is about and what it looks like. Um, I didn't make particular connections at all on Sunday with 121, so it's fun to try and see how the um, people who have put together the lectionary um, saw some of these scripture passages tie together. I will tell you that my first, I know this is not our first impressions <laughs> podcast, yeah. but my first um, inclination of this connecting point for me is to help make the character sketch of Nicodemus more real and more human mm. instead of just kind of the flat two-dimensional when you read a story on the pages of a book and you don't let the texture of a person's life come together. Because if if Nicodemus um, was a Pharisee and a teacher, he, just like you and me, has lived into had lived into the psalms Mm -hmm. i mean these are words that he read yeah he he knew this psalm and carried it with him as part of what formed his character his view of um yahweh his understanding of god's protective nature and protective spirit and yet in the midst of it he has to be very aware of the Roman Empire and the mm-hmm. conflicts that happen daily. Yeah. And so I think the first piece that kind of jumps off the page to me is this helps me to connect to a character in a story in saying, oh, we've got some common ground. 
You know, I'm not a member of Sanhedrin. I don't know what it's like to walk the streets of Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do know what it's like to read this psalm. Yeah. And I know what it feels like to wonder um, with the circumstances I'm facing, is God all around protecting? Is God watching over? Has anything surprised God? I mean, I've come to this place where I have a phrase I use often. Um, this certainly didn't surprise God, even though I was thrown off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that trust that God yeah. knows and God isn't thrown off what God's doing. Yeah. Um, so that's the first piece for me that begins to make a connection point to the Nicodemus passage. doesn't have anything to do with, for me yet, mm-hmm. any theological underpinnings, but sure. the character piece is important to me. Yeah, and that's what you spend a lot of time on Sunday kind of looking at is is Nicodemus and kind of what his struggle was and the questions he was asking um, and the kind of laying up into like our own kind of um, misconceptions of why Christ has come, right, mm-hmm. between con- condemnation and, ju- or, and uh, redemption. Um, your focus on uh, verse 17 in chapter 3 of John. Um, which brings me to, and, and this is like, even in my reading of it, I did a very similar thing. And so I'm going to critique myself, which is that so often, and I literally just did this, we, we hurry past the question that's asked in mm-hmm. verse one, which is, I lift my eyes to the hills from where will my help come from? And I think that, like, that question in of itself is, like, beautifully connected to Lent. Um, it's a very introspective question. It's an anticipation question. Um, it's having some some um, vision for or a, 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 a kind of a look towards not the present circumstances that might be of confusion, but to, uh, to the horizon for what might be coming later on or off in the distance. Um, but we, uh, and I think of that might be where I enter in thinking about Nicodemus is somebody who is readily admits, like you clearly have some authority here, Jesus, but help me understand, right? Like what's this all about? And I feel like if we speed past that question to the wonderful words of, of affirmation of faith in God and how God shows up and keeps us and protects us. Like we don't then like hear the, the full throated question that sets that off. And if, if I hear Nicodemus alongside of this Psalm in that question of from where will my help come? Then, then maybe I, I have a, a more, even a more generous narrative of Nicodemus to your point on Sunday, like maybe we find ourselves with Nicodemus a lot more. Mm. Um, if, if we're thinking of not just like, Hey, explain to me these, this like two birth thing, or like, mm-hmm. what is, what have you come to do Jesus? Maybe if we just stay in the, the, like, from where's my help going to come from? Then we might be able to enter into why Nicodemus is so, upended confused torn yeah yeah i think that it's really important for me to let scripture project itself onto my life 
I have to be honest and say that very often I project my stuff onto scripture. Yeah. And so I read it through a lens of my experience. I, I find myself very often not reading it very objectively, but very subjectively. Sure. Um, and so I'm acknowledging up front that this is not the psalmist's stuff or Nicodemus's stuff necessarily, but has some of me in it when I, when I wonder about both the psalmist and Nicodemus asking the question, it feels like the subtext is how do you, what you're saying or what you're doing fit into my understanding of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here are my circumstances. Here are my issues. Here's what I've grown up with. Now I'm hearing you and I'm needing help to know how does that fit with my paradigm, with mm -hmm. the matrix that covers me up. Mm -hmm. And I feel that often the response is to, um, certainly as the person who's asking the question, is to try and force fit the answer into my system and the invitation is, could you just for a moment loosen your stranglehold on the system yeah. and allow allow questions to be answered that you haven't even asked yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So great question. Yeah. And what else is part of that question? Mm -hmm. And a wonderful teacher, as we have in both these passages, the John passage where Jesus is the teacher, this Psalm passage where the Spirit is the teacher, um, leads us to expand our understanding of a mm -hmm. question mm -hmm. and expose more of who I am um, when I was trying to hold on to something that could have been overly simplistic or, or clouded or darkened by my preconceived notions. So I love that you take us back to the question mm -hmm. and, and maybe sit with the one we're asking and not simply saying no specifically, yes or no. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you the help or not? Yes. Yes or no. <laughs> are you are you the one we're looking for? <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> I I also the the back end of this passage I think is very affirming of uh, of one's faith and the protection therein that that we have with God. And yet I think there's like a challenge there as well that Nicodemus brings to the Psalm one twenty one passage um, that I think you also bring. To challenge the not the validity of the 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 affirmation of God's faithfulness, but rather taking that long view perspective. In in service, you said uh, something to the effect of God has been at work long before we see any evidence of it, and I think that is like we want to immediately go to Psalm one twenty one and go like God is the protector, God's going to keep us, and. And yet to affirm that type of faithfulness in the midst of chaos, in the midst of unknown, in the midst of a, an upending hmm. situation or life circumstance, um, to say that, like, yeah, I have faith. I trust God. I also trust God that God is, is working way off behind me and way off in front of me. Yeah. And... Yeah. and I, th I think that's where even the potency of the question comes even to like sharper contrast, which is 
oh, this could be, this is the psalm for when we are truly in the, in the middle of it. Hmm. Not maybe in the eye of the storm, but of, of a place of fear, affirming this faithfulness of God while still going like, I don't understand where any help is coming from. So hope is there, but it is like a kind of like a hope that's very fragile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fear piece. Uh, this passage one twenty one. The imagery that strikes me is toward the end of the psalm, and initially it feels a little confusing, but then I stay with it a little bit longer. And let me tell you where I'm leaving this psalm, but carrying a piece with me into the future weeks is the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. And I think mm. to myself, nor the moon by night, the moon's always been this kind of innocuous, you know, kind thing in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what if I fear? What is there to fear about this? But I feel like there's a beautiful, con beautiful and hard contrast here that the sun will not harm you by day. The sun illuminates everything. And I see all the things to be anxious about. I see all the things mm. that are that, that are worth worrying about yeah, <laughs> and yeah. fear. At nighttime, the contrast is it's what I don't see that brings me anxiety and uncertainty and fear. Yeah. They're very different. The the one thing I, I I am attributing all kinds of experiences to it, the unknown is an anxiety of what could be out there. And into both of these places, there's an invitation to live into a trust that we're not alone in those circumstances. Um, and an invitation to let go, trust, and keep asking the questions. Yeah. That's where I hope to be. And we'll continue to be there in this Lenten season yeah. going forward. Thanks. It's really good to be with you today, Dee. Thanks, Matt. You as well. <laughs>